Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Collaborative Connections with OrthoPelvic PT. Um, Molly here flying solo today while Kelly is at a conference, but I am here with the incandescent Annie Larson medium. So we're super excited to chat with her today and learn all about what she does. So Annie, take it away. Tell us more about you. Thank you, Molly. And thanks for having me on. My name is Annie Larson, and I am a psychic medium. So I connect with people to get information in and around them of what's going on in their lives. And also I connect to their loved ones in spirit. So that's the main thing that I do is the psychic mediumship. Amazing. And then how, I mean, there's got to be an amazing background. How did you get into that? Well, I was born this way and, of course, was afraid when I was younger. I worked as a psychic medium when I was much younger and into my teens, teens into my 20s. And then in my 20s, I left it, you know, had a family, raised kids and stuff, and came back into this probably 13 or so years ago now, mm. at kicking and screaming because, of course, you know, I had a an experience that frightened me and didn't really understand it. So I didn't want to come back into this work because I was afraid and just didn't want to do it. <laughs> but my path kind of, you know, unfolded in front of me and it was what I was supposed to be doing. So I trusted the path and trusted spirit. And here I am today you know, doing readings all over the world, really. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you share with us a little bit more? Definitely. We've kind of heard that familiar refrain with those who can connect that their childhood was a bit confusing in some ways, but then in other ways, like some people think that everyone's experiencing the world this way. Like, how was that for you? You know, you're right. You think because you're a child, you think everyone is experiencing the world the same way that you experience it until people start saying, I don't see what you're seeing, or quite honestly, they think you're weird. So I grew up, I guess, kind of weird, but I had a lot of friends who were very supportive. And 
So when things happened and I shared things, they were very supportive of me. And then I actually started doing this work in my late teens and my early 20s, again, until my later 20s. Mm, okay, got it. Yeah. So it was, that's good that you had some, I mean, we all have people who think we're weird <laughs> at all points of life, but that's great that you still had a support system as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to, to kind of taking that time to be with family and really focusing, especially when you have younger kids and you're really kind of, you want to be there for them. And then, you know, eventually it's like, there's just so much going on. Tuning into your kids is such work that there's not really another, you can't really tune into another call because that is your call. But then it seems like as you were kind of transitioning out of that, you really had that pull to get back oh, into no, it, this. It was with me the whole time. Oh, I'm really? You were just yeah, ignoring it. It doesn't go away. You can't turn it off. You can't ignore it. You know, I used to just tell people I get stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I always had that connection with my kids where I could go to the store with them and I always knew where they were. And interestingly mm-hmm. enough, they always knew where I was. So my children have some of this also. So it never, never went away. But not I the just, professional pull. Yeah, I didn't think that your gifts went away, but just like the professional pull to kind of do it for well, others. Yeah, I didn't want to also expose them like, Mm. you know, it's really hard to be a kid as I realize having some skills and I didn't want them to go through, oh, your mom works as a psychic medium or your mom is strange or Mm. any of that. But it's interesting because when friends came over and stuff, you know, when something was going on with them, I'd hand them a crystal and go, here's a crystal, this will help balance you and stuff. So they readily accepted me, which was funny. And now that my kids are grown and gone, their friends still remember, I came over and was sad and you gave me a rock and I sat there with the rock and felt better. (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah, you're leaving impressions wherever you go. They don't have to understand it, but that's amazing. So what do you think kind of in this work, what about the way that you approach it makes you unique in this realm? I think for me, the main reason that I do this work and I think the way that I approach it is I truly believe that readings are healing. Mm. So a lot of times you're giving information from their loved ones and it's important information that maybe they didn't get to hear when their loved one was alive. So it might be messages or it just may be that spirit showed up that day. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's very, very healing. And as I said, I didn't want to come back into this work. But when I started doing readings and I saw people's faces change Mm -hmm. from when they walked into an appointment to when they left, I could really see that you know, their face told me everything that they had moved on. And then I get emails and stuff of people saying, I could leave it all in your office and move forward. And also too, with the psychic part of it, I think it's the same thing. You know, you give people some comfort in that the decisions that they're making and what they're doing are the right ones. Or maybe you see something a little bit different for them and you can tell them, oh, okay, well, here's what I see for you. You know, you always have free will, but this is what I'm seeing for you. So maybe it gives you some other choices. Yeah, something else that might resonate. And I think that's important too. I think sometimes people think that a psychic is kind of pandering to you, but you care very much about the outcome for your clients. And so it sounds like you know that, of course, we have to be gentle with people in delicate states, but that, you know, if you're 
yeah. not seeing what they're wanting you to see. That's, you know, you have to share with them what those other paths could be. Yeah. And you always do it in a way that's very gentle and, mm-hmm. and you never want to scare people. That's the biggest thing. I think people are really afraid when they walk into a reading and I'm sure you experience that too in your work. And that's one of the things you want to do is put people at ease, like, come on in. I'm not going to tell you anything scary. And if there is something to share, I'm going to say it in the kindest and gentlest way that I can. Yeah, that's a great point and a great parallel. We definitely, I think the message that we receive so very often every single day is just people feeling very broken and just saying, you know, like, I feel broken. And I remember, I mean, when I was getting PT with Dr. Kelly after having my son, I said that on her table and cried and she not physically, but emotionally held me in that time and said like, no, you are not. And like, you are doing the best thing for you. You're, you're working on what you can. And there's so many things in life that we just can't control. Like these, you know, physical things that happen to us prenatally or during labor or things like that, you know, we're just doing our best to, to carry and birth our babies. Um, and a lot of things happen because of that, but it doesn't, um, I think it was hard. I know for myself specifically, I felt like I just worked so hard to have this amazing pregnancy and like work really hard to be strong and, um, to have the kind of birth that I wanted. And I felt very fortunate with my birth and then having things happen after was like, but no, it's hard now because I'm taking care of the baby now. This stuff should be easier. But it's just, it's one of those things. And I'm sure this is similar with your work where you have to, you just have to connect to the ebbs and flows of life. Of yeah. just nothing's guaranteed, nothing is promised, but we can go through. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I teach you know, live in the present moment because the present moment is all you have. There is no past. There is no future. It's just right now. And when you find yourself getting really present, you stop worrying less. You stop having that judgment of yourself. You stop doing a lot of things and you find yourself to be much calmer and much more engaged, Mm -hmm. especially you talk about with kids like, Over the weekend, I got to see my granddaughter and we colored and played and painted. And I couldn't think of anything more present than being with my granddaughter because she's so in the moment. I just love that being in that present moment. How old is she now? She's just over two. Oh my gosh. My son is just over two as well. And it's that, yeah, it's amazing to be, yeah, it's it's amazing to really engage and to drop everything. And I love being able to step into that freedom. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, Molly, it's so much better being a grandparent. (laughs) Well, we get to give them back too. And we, I don't have to raise them. I don't have to discipline. I don't have to tell them when to go to bed, you know? So it's, yeah, it's much better. It's a lot more fun. (laughs) I love that. Well, it sounds like through your work, you really help people practice compassion for themselves. Could you kind of share like what, and clearly people see you for all different needs, but like, what are typically the things that people come to see you for? And do you feel like you're able to give them some self-compassion through those experiences? Yeah, I think one of the main things that people come to me for are wanting to connect with a loved one on the other side that maybe they didn't have, they didn't say their last words, or maybe they just miss them so much, they just want to hear from them. So in the readings that I do, they're evidential mediumship, which means that when a client comes in, 
I'm connecting with their loved one and then I'm giving them the evidence that shows them that it's their loved one. Mm-hmm. And typically it's, you know, descriptions and it could be weird things that maybe they said, like the one of the last readings that I had, I was talking about, I said her dad had come in and I said, I'm getting tomcats. There are cats outside the house. They're not indoor cats. They are tomcats. And he had a great compassion for cats and every stray he brought home and kept the cats outside so that was like evidence that was special to her that nobody would know that kind of stuff about her dad so you give the evidence and then you go from there where you're going to deliver any messages and stuff I love that yeah so that's the main thing that people come to me for is mediumship and then the second one is probably people feeling like they're stuck or lost or you know maybe even broken which I don't believe anybody is broken but maybe they're looking for what's my purpose in life what am I supposed to do what am I doing here and there's a lot of tools that I have for that not just the psychic part of it but also looking at astrology and looking at a life purpose through astrology like reading natal charts and things like that. Yeah, I actually do sole purpose charts, which are very mm. specific and looking at why they came into this world, you know, how they're leaving, even telling me about their ancestors and about their mom and dad and giving me lots mm. and lots of information. So that's a great tool for life purpose type stuff. That's phenomenal. And then, I mean, especially for a those of us who have lost someone that's important to us, we are, you know, some people do feel that that's just, you know, they're gone now and there's not a way to connect. But I know for myself, I feel, you know, what's a way just moving through life that I could really make myself more open to, you know, messages or visitations or things like that. Like, are there ways that we who are still here can really kind of open ourselves up? Absolutely. And and truly what makes a medium a medium is somebody who, like, I believe everyone can connect to their own relatives and the people that were close to you. So, you know, if your dad or your grandfather visits, that's not so surprising. A medium is truly somebody who can connect for other people's, Mm -hmm. you know, parents and grandparents and friends and stuff. But yeah, you can connect with your own. And one of the things I tell people is, you know, watch your dreams, because I think Mm -hmm. spirit comes to us in our dreams because it doesn't scare us. So if you're having a dream about your relative and stuff, you know, write it down. Most people tend to remember them and then they'll tell me that story. And I'm like, that's when they're visiting. And I think most people's loved ones visit when they're going through times that are really hard for them. Maybe they're just going through a financial hardship or maybe somebody's sick in the family. And that's when I think spirit comes back and says, hey, we're still here. We're still around you. And they might even give you some signs and symbols that they're still around or they may play with your electronics. Mm. But most people don't believe this. And then when I talk to them, I'll say, you know, sometimes spirit will share, oh, I'm making your cell phone you know, go crazy. And they're like, oh my God, my cell phone has been going crazy. We don't know what's wrong with it. And I can tell them, well, that's your dad trying to get in touch with you. So there's all kinds of ways that spirit will get in touch. It's just whether we believe it. So of course I do being a medium, but a lot of my clients don't believe it until they actually hear. It's almost like they have to hear that truth of, 
oh yeah, that dream really was my mom coming to say goodbye or whatever. Yeah, that's so cool. We had kind of a some unexplained stuff in our house. My grandfather has passed and we, I mean, clearly we all know our phones are listening to us all the time, but not our TV or our remote. We don't have any microphones in our TV or our remote, but there have been a few times with our, my son where he said, you know, like frozen, no, you know, Moana, whatever. And he like goes back and forth between like what he wants to watch. And so I'll tell my husband, okay, like, you know, frozen, but like, start from the beginning, no forward to this thing, like very back and forth. And it's, and no one has touched the TV or the Disney plus or anything. And it starts at exactly what we said a moment sooner. And I wonder if he's like helping us. He's like, I want this, this little toddler to be so happy. (laughs) So it's funny. So your son, I guess is around the same age as my granddaughter and she can unlock almost any phone in existence. I don't care what your password is. The other day, and she calls us too. So the other day she got her mom's phone and she called my husband, grandpa, called him. And of course, we're concerned because, you know, why is she calling in the middle of the day type stuff? And then my granddaughter, Ashley's on the phone talking with grandpa. And then Laura, my my daughter-in-law will come up and go, oh, she got my phone. But she's actually unlocked my phone. And I think it's just that energy of the two-year-olds. I always say, you know, I'm going to start calling my granddaughter Tabitha and teach her how to wiggle her nose. If you remember Bewitched, yes, because yeah. she does so many things that crack me up. She, um, my daughter-in-law sent me a picture of a tarot card and she said, what does this mean? Cause Ashley handed it to me. Well, I oh had my given my son a deck of tarot cards, you know, years ago, which she had put away, but she keeps finding the tarot cards and then coming up and handing these cards to her mom. So it really is kind of funny how I think my granddaughter is drawn to this and it does mm. come through lineage. Cause I have a lot of siblings who are this way and grand parents who, as I call it, have woo-woo. But I think kids like your son, I just think they're so connected. Mm -hmm. They haven't learned, oh, you're not supposed to talk to dead people. And and then they use their imagination and maybe things are really happening, but we say it's just their imagination. They don't really have imaginary friends, but maybe it's spirit. Well, why do, yeah, for kids, I mean, I feel like I have, I know this is, is common, but I'd love if you could speak to kind of kids connection to spirit. Like I have a friend who does not believe in anybody being present after death at all, but her son, she lived with a grandparent when she was a child. And this grandparent, this grandmother was like the most important person to her and her son, toddler son would come up and say, oh, you know, Nani wanted me to tell you X, Y, Z. And I believe that fully. But but why are our children more open? Why, how are they receiving messages and engaging um, more so than we are? Is it just that they haven't been told that they're not supposed to? Or what do you think? It's a couple of things. I think the kids being born today are a lot more connected than maybe we were or I was. I should speak for myself because I think you're a lot younger than me. But I think kids coming in too, like normally around age seven, which is the age of reason, all of their imaginary friends or this talking to Nana and stuff like that goes away. I think because it's the age of reason. And yes, you're right. I think they're taught out of it. 
you know, we teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, but we don't teach intuitive and psychic and mediumship to kids. And then I think there are people like me who knew what I was seeing, feeling, hearing, touching, you know, all of those clairs. I knew that they were real to me. There was no way I was going to shut that off. It was part of who I was. And so I continued on and stayed very connected, which I think there are a lot of psychics and mediums out there who get through that. Or maybe they had it when they were younger and they come back to it because there always seems to be these scary times that Mm. everyone has to deal with. But I think kids are just, think about it. They've just come from... And, you know, we're all guessing here. They just came from the other side. Mm. I've actually had connected with spirit who have handed me children. So I had this Mm. one woman many years ago. I said, I have your grandmother here and she's handing me a baby. I think you're having another baby. And she said, no, I'm not. (laughs) I said, yeah, I think you are. And I said, she's handing me a baby with a pink blanket. So I think you're having a girl. She said, no, I'm not having any more kids. She wrote to me a couple of weeks later and she said, I'm pregnant. And I laughed and I said, oh, okay, I guess the baby girl's coming. And then she sent me a picture of the baby girl who was born. And I was lucky enough later to actually get to meet her daughter. So her grandmother had given me the baby saying baby's on the way. That's why I'm saying I'm not quite sure if it's the other side or heaven or whatever you believe. But when they come into this world, you know, they still have that connection. Mm. They have that connection naturally. I think we all have that connection. I think some just kind of give it up or lose it or are trained out of it. But your son right now, probably with his mad skills with the television, I just think there's something to it with this phenomenon with younger kids coming in. They're coming in as these what we call indigo or chrysalis children where they're just a lot more spiritually advanced than we are or were. Yeah, that makes complete sense. That's super cool. These sweet little babies. Keep them nice and open. Yes. Yeah. Talk to his imaginary friends say, yes, I see Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's so huge. And I think I do feel grateful that now there is a really big resurgence of focus on imaginative play and on the importance of free play and recess. And I took a, I took a children's lit course in college. And one of my professors, he was on a board for like imaginative play and keeping recess. And sometimes he would have to miss our class to go speak nationally and kind of implore recess at higher levels and things like that. And I think Fairfax County, uh, maybe next year, I think they're going to input recess back into the middle school age, which is amazing. They should. Kids need a break. You know, my kids went through when recess was gone away with, they got rid of it in probably elementary school. But kids need that break more than just lunch and eating. I think that they need time to just let their brains reset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could not agree more. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, 
We are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'll love to chat today. Thank you.